here comes Orby. Pinball nerds rejoice. He's talking pinball craft beer. From his homestead, you'll never hear no negative Nancy in anybody's voice. Cause we got Chris Perapster, we got Ian Harrower, we got Julie Dorsers, we get Glenn the Skateboarder, Involvers Podcast. Coming to you from beautiful River Hibbets, Nova Scotia. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 347 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orbital Albert, and on today's show, you got to hear the world premiere of what will most likely be the new Pinball Nerds podcast intro. Now, the reason I jumped ahead and played that is not because Glenn the Skateboarder automatically wins, even though, Glenn, you killed it, buddy, and thank you. I loved that song. Awesome guitar, awesome vocals. But I don't know if you listeners heard but there was a quick shout out there to Mr. Chris Grosner, also known as Chris Pintern. I'd like to welcome Chris to the show. Uh, how's it going, Chris? Hey, man. How you doing? Uh, Glenn W. out of Nashville. Uh, you should be playing that down on Broadway Street. You can bust on the corner, make some money. Uh, that's an awesome intro. Uh, I'm doing good, man. How you been? Oh, my gosh. I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm very, very excited to uh, hear how you did at Louisville. But uh, as we were just chatting here, I thought maybe we'd go through some personal pinball news first, if you'd like to. Uh, just remind you to speak up nice and loud, because I know you're driving in a car and there's a little bit of wind in the background. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Uh, so, actually, there's been a lot of personal pinball news lately. Uh, I'm getting a Paragon coming up, so I'm waiting on CPR to put out their play field. So, that'll be coming out here, hopefully, in the next week or so. I think it's their last product that they're going to be using their pre-order list on so i've been harassing them pretty consistently about when that will be done so sorry cpr uh, <laughs> about that sorry not sorry yeah yeah i want that play field please um paragon is uh, awesome dude i love the gameplay on that that was like one of the last machines that made pop bumpers important not just be up there for a bonus or something right yeah, that, that bottom left pop bumper, It's uh, I like the mechanics and that and the shots. A lot of people don't like love the rules so much or say it's floaty, but to that I say poo-poo. We can definitely uh, increase, you know, put a two-by-four into the back legs, get it rocking. Uh, I'm going to have it repainted as well, and then a new back glass, so it should be one of the nicer Paragons you'll ever come across. Um, it, it'll be pretty exciting from that perspective. A lot of them have dimpling and stuff like that. So Chris? Um, pretty pumped. Yes, sir. Of all the times you've been on the show, I think that was my favorite line. To all of you who say that Paragon is floaty, I say, a poo-poo to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I love that game. It's pretty good. And then on top of that, I've run 15 tournaments this year. Holy possible. snap! Yeah, so we, we completed a flipper frenzy last night. We've been averaging around 25 to 30 people a night. And uh, I'm actually ranked top 30 in the state of Tennessee now. So if that holds, hopefully I'll be able to play in the state finals next year. Dude, you're in like Lint. So you're the you're the TD for this. And and wh what location are you TDing at? So there's we're trying to get two or three. I've, I've done it at two different locations in Knoxville. One at a place called Token Game Tavern and then another one at Sutry's. Although... My buddy George does a lot more accessories than I do. Mm -hmm. And then we're trying to get one in Gatlinburg, Tennessee going. But this week's spring break and I scheduled a bad time. So we'll most likely 
uh, cancel that show or that, that con because I only have about three or four people interested. Not show, but the, the tournament there. But I'd really like to get one in Gatlinburg once every three months or so, um, just because they have a better, like a different lineup with JJP games and Beatles and stuff like that. That's cool. It's not just a full uh, tournament or something like that. It's got a nice selection of JJP and some other ones. Exactly. And then the Sutries, you know, they have some old games like uh, High Speed 2, Star Trek, the Valley Williams Star Trek, Evil Knievel, Dolly Parton, some older games that people enjoy that throw a little bit of randomness in there. But uh, other than that, been trying to, you know, waiting on Rick and Morty to come in. That's going to be around July. But yeah, otherwise, man, just uh, chilling. My, and then I'm trying to maybe get hands on a Congo. Um, Ooh. That, you know, I would love to get Steve Beatty's, although he'll never sell it to me. But Keep also, trying, though. Keep trying. Yeah, you know, if I harass him enough, maybe he'll just stop talking to me one day. But <laughs> uh, we'll uh, we'll try. But there's one for, for sale in Virginia I was looking at. So we'll see how it goes. But how about you? Any, any updates or pitball news? Um, well, most of the people that listen to the show regularly know that I did sell my Flash Gordon about two months ago. I did a partial sale, partial trade. Um, I needed a little bit of extra cash. Plus, honestly, I feel like I had learned Flash Gordon's a really, really good game to learn tap passing on. I kind of got that down. Uh, I had learned most of the skills I think that Flash Gordon could have taught me. And as being more of a player rather than a collector, I wanted to move on to the next machine. And uh, so I ended up getting Sing Along, which is the two-player version, uh, or sorry, it's the one, the single-player version of uh, I can't even remember um, Melody. And Melody is a much better-known okay. uh, EM by Ed Krinsky. So I think it was his sophomore effort. It was like his second or third machine that he ever made. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Ed Krinsky, but he went on to take credit to make I think oh, like help with over a hundred machines. Um, including like past ones I've owned by him are Solar Ride, uh, Jungle Princess, uh, just a, a lot, a shat's ton of EMs from like, uh, you know, 1956 all the way to like the mid seventies and in a couple in there in the eighties. So, um, kind of traded that one out, really enjoying sing along. It's nice to have bells back in my, you know, like my, I, I, I like to say everyone has their own individual, uh, arcade song song. Or sound like when you have all your machines up and going and turned on, and you have a whole bunch of people over and they're all playing. You have that. Every, every, no, no two arcades kind of sound the same. With it depends which machines they have going. And um, taking out Flash Gordon, which I love the Flash. And I do have to say the uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but the Flash Gordon, the gentleman played Flash in the movie. He unfortunately passed away this week. So. Uh, yeah, that's too bad. Uh, mind you, the movie itself is, uh, well, it's a little strange. So, uh, you know, it's it's not as much of a hit as the pinball machine is. But uh, other than that, uh, Hayden just won a three strikes in your out tournament the other day um, that we had here. But I have not been playing lots of pinball tournaments. Uh, the last pinball tournament I went to was for uh, Provincials. And I got my butt kicked in the first round by the gentleman, Justin, who went on to uh, win the, the entire province of New Brunswick. So, but this Saturday there is a tournament at Spin It Records in Moncton. And I plan on going to that hopefully. So that should be fun. And because it's not at a bar, this will actually be the very first tournament. And I feel like a bad pinball dad. This will be the very first tournament in eight months that Hayden and Owen get to come to. <laughs> well, good. Uh, that's exciting though that they'll get to play. Yeah. It's. I, it, I hope Hayden 
Hayden puts you down like the dog you are. <laughs> hey, Hayden beats me on uh, if we were to play a row of like machines that are newer that neither of us have played, he would destroy me. If I were to play a row of EMs that I've never played before against Owen, he would destroy me. I tend to do better on everything that I kind of know a little bit of the, you know, the top two or three things like how to start multi-ball and stuff like that. So in tournaments when we're not here, I might do slightly better than them. But the good news is I have been a decent pinball dad and I brought them to spin out records in Moncton at least a dozen times. So they know those machines. <laughs> so they will do just fine on them. That's awesome. Well, good luck to them and uh, eh, to you too, I suppose. But I, you know, I'm always <laughs> in Alan and Hayden's corner, so... Well, I'll let them know. I'll let them know you're cheering on them to but what you want to happen is you don't want you don't want good old Orby to do bad. You just want Hayden to win and Owen to get second and me to get third. Yeah, exactly. There yeah, I, I, I'll never forget the old streams you got to do when you bet like the dishes on stuff. And, and Owen would somehow come out with like a win or something like that. <laughs> He'd just stand there like gobsmacked like, damn it, now I have to do the dishes. <laughs> I know. And and to finish the personal pinball news, the the uh, uh, the county just announced. So I live in a place called Cumberland County. They just announced that we're guaranteed to get satellite high speed Internet. But it's not guaranteed to get here until the year 2022. Well, I was going to say, yeah, by like, what, the 2035? Yeah, yeah. By then, everybody else will be on, like, 7G, and we'll be out here in Nova Scotia on 1G on our flip phones. Like, oh, cool, look, I can text now. And I, I can do it in French and English. That's right. I pardon, monsieur. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, that's about it for that. But what I wanted to talk to you was about, I was speaking to our mutual friend, Crystal Gemmick. Of course, from the Plum on the Pinball Network, yeah, and, and Riptide, and uh, she had mentioned that you might not have completed as many of your missions as you had previously. So the listeners know what happens is usually if you're going to a show, I just for fun give you a list of missions to attempt to accomplish. I think I did give you the hardest set of missions to date, but how did you do with it, Chris? So I did awful, and uh, I, I got we got to calibrate these missions because not one of them was playing pinball. <laughs> That's not true. One of yours was to get Ken Cromwell to play in a pinball tournament with you. And, you know, I think I saw a pig fly over, you know, Knoxville the other day. Ken doesn't play pinball tournaments. This is um, what you, if I were you and I was there, this is what I would have said to Ken. I would have said, Ken, I'm going to take you out for dinner. I'm going to buy your beers tonight, but you're going to play your first pinball tournament with me right here, right now, three strikes in your out pinball tournament. And I would have just went game to game, letting the loser pick the next game. That's what I would have, I literally would have made him do it. I would pick him. I've seen Ken. I can pick him up before, put him on my back, throw him in the backpack. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding, Ken. But no, I, I would have been like, Ken, dude, we're too good of buddies. We've, hang up, we've talk, chatted too many times. You've got to come do at least one little pinball tournament. See, it's not so scary. And then, but what, what you're saying is he didn't want to sign up for one of the big tourneys. So that's what one of my, um, on my quote unquote top five, Amanda and I, my wife, uh, we played in the Louisville pinball tournament in the first session for the qualifier. And that was a lot of fun. And there were extra spots. And I was trying to get some of that group to come play, whether it be Fowler or Kanan or anybody. And I just couldn't couldn't get them over the hump. And, you know, I, you know, I know we're, it's a little tough over there, but 
you know, guys. Uh, I know they're good pinball players. I Come know. on, Jason Fowler. I know, right? Like, what's he doing? But that, you know, it is what it is. They they like to play, and the, the, they were hanging out mostly at the flipping out booth over there. And, and you know, I've been to a couple of shows now, and that was one of the cooler booths I've ever seen with the Stranger Things set up with the with the couch and the the lights and everything, and then like Will's tent with the UV light in it and all the. I thought that was pretty amazing. I've never seen anything quite like that before. Not at a pinball life party. You now know? I gotta ask, I gotta ask my pintern if there was this really cool Stranger Things booth. Did you get some pictures or video of it for the Pinball Nerds podcast? So th there's definitely like photos online. My my problem is when I go to these shows, I start you know I, I buy a couple beers, I start having fun, and then I just kind of fall to shambles in terms of my uh, my quests if you will so okay so I, wait did you do a mini interview with i'm sure at least a jason fowler a ken cromwell a zach zach so, if you give zach the opportunity to talk about flipping out pinball he will talk about it believe me so <laughs> so we actually how it worked out was crystal and i she we wrote up she lives in columbia and works with marco over there yes uh, so she drove over to knoxville and we carpooled so I was going to kind of try to cheat and backdoor this, but we did we did, did a show where I was driving and she was recording. Oh, my God. You recorded with Crystal for the show. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think it's uh, – yeah, it'll, it'll be posted, but it's it'll, it'll be good. We talked for about 45 minutes just about some stuff, including um, prognostication on American Pinball and their release. And right. What we, what we were thinking. And at the time, we were thinking it was definitely Hot Wheels, just given what they were saying. But – uh, you know, we, we just kind of chatted about pinball and where the future is and TPF and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that'll be out here probably within the week or so. Poor Crystal has to, you know, they're they're high highfalutin over there. So okay, wait, 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 wait. Like I'm confused. How come Crystal's doing the editing for the Pinball Nerds podcast? Well, because she recorded it and it's going to be on the plum. <laughs> what? Crystal recorded this for her own show. Why didn't you tell her? Say, listen, Crystal, I'll be on your show, but you got to be on the nerd. I have to do an interview for two minutes. You only had to do two minutes. Now, listen, I partied like a rock star at Pemberg, qualified for A Division, and did over 50 interviews. So it is possible to party and do some interviews. <laughs> you know, Albert, I feel... I feel that my failures are just in the spotlight right now. You know, like I'm, I'm losing my religion a little bit. You're, I'm losing my religion in you. <laughs> You're, I'm going to have to get my pin turn a pin turn. You know, that's not a bad idea. Uh, I'm see No, I'm serious because if you had a pin turn, you could have done all the like. This is Ken Cromwell. This is Crystal Gemmick. This is Zach Many. Here's a really cool uh, Stranger Things set up in a tube. Can you take pictures? Can you take videos? The funny thing is, I didn't want to say anything, but I think I did see you actually on a live stream at the Louisville show. Um, I don't know for sure. I asked in chat, no one answered. But were you there when Stephen from Pinball and Desirables was doing his live stream? Right. But I didn't want to be like, hey, stop trying to fix your game and talk to me. Like some yokel you don't know 
about pinball. You know what I mean? You're talking about the Mickey Mouse homebrew? Yes, yeah. Seaboat Willie, I think is what he calls it. But Oh, Seaboat Willie! It's an original thing. Well, you know, he was busy, and it only lasted a day. And I think, unfortunately, he had some people that really didn't know how to communicate in a positive way mm-hmm. that, were, that were reaching out to him, trying to give him pointers on the layout or you should do this or whatever and you know he doesn't he didn't even know he doesn't know anything well he doesn't know much about like the greater community so he didn't know mark and city he didn't know the guy that just goes in the shell oh really kind of doing it so he's just kind of in his own little bubble you know like this guy just woke up one day and he said i wanted to make a pinball machine he said for his wife and the two themes were mickey mouse or harry potter so he took a bunch of parts from a bunch of different games half em half solid state and just started going for it and that's to me is like heck i can't even i can barely solder a switch you know you know what you call that chris Ingenuity? I don't know. Let's you call it cajones. This man, he got big cajones. He say, I just make a pinball machine. Let's get crazy, man. Yeah, see, I don't I don't have them. That, that was uh, something I could never do and have a lot of respect for people that do that. So shout out to that gentleman. But yeah, no, um, you're you're not wrong, sir. You're not wrong. Uh, what? You're just an asshole. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been called that before, and I would like to agree with you. Um I would say I would say sixty percent of the time I'm an arse, but there's that forty percent of the time I'm like mildly okay. No, you're you're not wrong. No, I, uh, <laughs> I definitely I definitely beefed it when I came up to. Okay, you might have beefed it, but this is your chance to make up for it, Chris. Tell me yeah, one good yeah. story. Tell me one funny thing that happened. Tell me like one. Tell me the most interesting either story or tidbit or something cool that, that you would say the listeners oh, would like to hear. I, one of my favorite things was, of course, Stranger Things being the new certain release. Everybody mm-hmm. was sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I played it on location. I set the GC. It's not that, you know, I, it's a pretty easy game, in my opinion, blah, blah, blah. And uh-huh. like, hell no, it's not. And I said, well, okay, well, let's play one then, Greg. And Greg just went on to just kill me. I scored like six million points. Yeah. I looked like a fool. And then he turns out, he's not so easy now, is it? And Which now... What I need to do and what I have to do is I, this is the second time I've fallen on my face in front of these people like that. Yeah. And then he beat me at the Nashville show a couple months ago, and I am now obligated to say that he and Greg Bone are better pinball players than me. So oh, jeez. There, there you guys go. But maybe I'll find redemption at, uh, at, at Chicago this year or something like that. And then my other funny story was after a long day of imbibing and playing pinball and hanging out, we all get back to the Airbnb. Right. And somehow, like, out of Steve Beattie's pockets falls, like, three pounds of just processed meat. And, <laughs> you know, he's from Chicago, so that tends to happen with those people. Yeah. You walk around. Th- this isn't Steve's them. first time with uh, tainted meat. Yeah. So we're we're there, and he's like, hey, I have this ghost pepper sausage. I'm like, cool. So me and, me and Ken sit down, we're eating. He's like, oh, my God, this is incredibly hot. But I think I had a little a little much to drink, so it really didn't affect me until I woke up in the middle of the night feeling like my chest was on fire. Oh, jeez. The next morning, everyone was like, where's the sausage at? And I'm like, I think I ate it all. (laughs) 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 So, Steve, thank you for your donation. Uh, So, uh, you used up all the toilet paper at the Airbnb with the ring of fire? (laughs) Yes, it was a 
it was a great it was a great experience. Thank you, Steve Beatty, for for that. Now, to be fair, though, uh, from what I understand, you had coronavirus previous to eating the hot sausage, and by the time that that went through your system, the coronavirus was dead. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. You know, I heard that the liquor, liquor and uh, sausage will do that, and hot peppers, right? That's what I read on Ken's side was that I don't need to worry. I'm okay. That's right. Just if you're if you're just a man and you're strong and you're not an old frail person, you just you just kill coronavirus left, right, and center. Now, I don't want to be a negative Nancy here, and you know, because you did hear Glenn the skateboarder in that awesome intro um, talk about how I'm not a negative Nancy, but let's be honest here for a second. Part of the reason why you're not going to TPF is because of what's happening. Yeah, for sure. And I have to fly there, so I feel like given the, the recommendations from – different governments and the CDC and whatever else, like it's just not the safest, especially given my job is working in, uh, around people that are susceptible to having severe reactions to the coronavirus. So I don't want to increase that risk to, you know, my family or, or those people or myself. So I chose not to go. I don't think it, I think it's more of a personal choice. If I was driving, yeah. I'd consider going, but it just with that. And then I have a big house bill that came up. But it's, you know, it's a little confounding, like this weird machismo around, like, I'm just going to will myself to not get sick. Right. And and even if I get sick, it's only a one in a thousand that I die. Yeah. But what about your parents? And what about your family members and your friends and all the other senior citizens that live in your area? And what about just spreading it across the world before, you know, we have enough hospital beds and trying to, you know, anyways, I don't want to get too serious about it, but I am in the exact same boat that you are as long as that boat is not a cruise ship, Chris. And <laughs> and my boat is that if I lived within like two, three, four, even five hours, I'll drive there no problem. I just don't want to go on four airplanes that are all 737s that are all used for international flights when the coronavirus could be staying on surfaces for up to nine days. Does it make sense for me to go into four planes that have been used for over 4,000 people in the last nine days? internationally it just it doesn't make sense um so you know what i'll probably get the coronavirus you'll probably get it but let's hope that when and if we do get it we got it because we were doing something we had to do not because we got it doing something that was just for fun do you know what i mean yeah and i think too is it's just it's a, such a personal decision it's just a it is tolerance thing you know and it, i heard like jake danzig shout out on facebook was like you know i'm, I'm just worried about myself like i don't have you know I don't have family to worry about right now. Not a big deal for me. I'm just going to go. And if, if he doesn't have those risk factors, then more power to you. You know what I mean? But what I don't understand is just the aggression around like, hey, I'm going to try to take care of myself. And other people being like, you're stupid and gullible and the media is out to get you. You know, like I'm pretty sure the Italian government doesn't halt mortgage payments to affect American media trends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. When a country like Italy, who makes a huge percentage of their money off tourism, tells everyone around the world to not come to their own country, you know they're not joking around. So now let's move on to the bigger and better issue, which I hope will not be canceled. And that is the fact that we're sharing an Airbnb at Pimberg. Yes, I mean if, if we if, if it's all good by then, hopefully it might be. But yeah, we're going to be there, staying close to about a mile away. Um, and actually, on Friday and Saturday, we'll have a perfect time. I think Crystal's going to crash on the couch. So Crystal Gimmick, that is. Um, so that'll be fun. I'm I'm excited to. I've never played in Pittsburgh, so it'll be my first time. And this will be a nice replacement for. I'll put my flight credit towards Pittsburgh, and we'll be good to go. Considering all things are okay by then. 
Yeah, I mean, I would like to think it, it took about 26 days in China for the downturn to happen where they were starting to see less and less cases. Even if he, even if in North America we're twice as bad as that and it takes 50 days, Pimberg will, should, I, I don't want to, it's too far away to even guess. But honestly, uh, let's just hope that by then everything's better and we can go. Um, the good news is it sounds like Glenn the skateboarder might even be staying with, with us uh, on the Thursday if he wins the contest because uh, he just did that awesome theme song and I absolutely loved it. So that will just be a riot. We're going to have tons of us there having fun, playing pinball. Oh, yeah. Glenn's, Glenn's a sick dude. I've played with him in Nashville a couple times and hopefully that's where I'm driving to right now. That I'll be able to play with them more on their Thursday nights uh, after. And shout out to No Quarter, who got damaged by the tornadoes there. I so, saw that. Yeah, Thank you so for mentioning that. that. Is one of my favorite places, but that's their Thursday night tournament place. So they don't really have a place right now out in, in the proper that downtown area of Nashville. So hoping that uh, every, you know they get back on their feet and they're okay. Yes. And to everybody who lives in and around the Nashville area, you know, try to support No Quarter in any way you can because that was pretty brutal. The whole outside of their building got hit. Who knows how much of that's covered by insurance. Thank God none of the pinball machines were hurt. Thank God none of the people in the bar were hurt. But there was lots of other people around there. Was that scary for you? Oh, dude, my buddy. I have a lot of friends in Nashville. My buddy uh, my buddy's has to get a new roof. His mm -hmm. fence got ripped out of the ground. Both houses next to him are basically toast. Jesus. Uh, it, was, it was rough. So, you know, that morning I was calling my friends there. And luckily, you know, he had insurance on his house, but nobody else was affected that I knew personally. And of course, like, I'd like to try to figure out there's some local charities there that I'd like to raise some money for, maybe with a pinball tournament or something like that. That's so a good I idea, dude. Have some issues. Yeah. So we'll see. And I'd like to ultimately, like, where, oh, in, in other news, we might be having our Tennessee, like, open finals here mm -hmm. in April. And I'm supposed to hear back today in Chattanooga at the new Chattanooga Pinball Museum. So maybe I could get like a a fund together from all the Tennessee players who would want to come play to come down there and uh, maybe put five bucks and a hat a piece, you know, something like that. Just just to throw somewhere. That's a good idea. And if, and if people want to uh, chat with you, you're Chris the Pintern on Pinside and then Chris Grovesner on Facebook, right? Yep. Yep. That's me. Um, we only have about three minutes left here, Chris. It always goes so quickly when you're on the show. I love having you. Thanks for coming on, by the way. Um, I did want to talk a little bit for a second about Hot Wheels. Did you take a look at that video I sent you this morning? Yeah, I watched it. And I think, I know it's getting, of course, it gets panned by a, a certain group of people, but it seems like a fun game. I mean, looking at the, the one thing that kind of bothers me that it's just a personal thing. Mm -hmm. the, the car kind of seems to be a bit of a distraction. I but, hated that, Chris. <laughs> I hated that. Favorite, not my favorite, but I did like the, the color scheme looked cool. I think the, the colors pop. Looked, the, the shots looked good. I know people are like, again, it will, there's one tight shot in the game. Okay. I'm, you know, I like tight shots. I like typical games. So yeah. That doesn't bother me. I, you know, depending on how it flips and stuff, and it looked like the price point was under sixty three hundred bucks. Yeah, I think it was sixty sixty two ninety nine. Yep. Yeah, so you're talking like the least expensive product that they have that, that's going to have, you know, hope. I haven't played it and flipped it or anything, obviously, but it seems to be like a fast, fun game on it on its face, and depending on. The, the code and the rule set and stuff, it might be their best yet, you know? 
I definitely think that it will be their best yet, but the primary reason for that is because I think family entertainment centers, so all of these arcade places like bowling alleys and stuff like that and family entertainment centers, they're going to gravitate towards this because you're going to have kids between the ages of four and 14 that this is going to be their favorite theme for a pinball machine ever. Now, I'm going to do a more in-depth thing on this later on. Uh, I'm going to do a whole show on that video and the pictures I've seen. Uh, so make sure you stay, stay tuned, sure. pinball the nerds. But thing, The only thing I don't understand about how pinball companies are releasing, like the past couple of releases, Spooky did the best one. Mm -hmm. But why are we doing, why why are they doing these like pseudo leaks with bad video? I know. It just, it bothers me. Like, <laughs> just just set me. out an official press release and say, we are releasing a game. Like, look how nice it is. Like, be be proud of your product, not just personally, but professionally in a marketing perspective. Like, you, I don't understand it at all. Yeah, you are so right. Because I watched, and of the first seven shots the person takes, they bricked six of them. And it's like, if you want to prove to people that your game isn't as tight, this is going to be American Pinball's first game that's going to be fast and flowy and not a brick fest, not just, you know all day just hitting stuff, what you have to do is you absolutely have to put up a video of a professional playing it. Now, we're in the last 20 seconds here. Can you tell us what band we're going to hear on the way out, Chris? So this is going to be Tyler Childress. He's from Kentucky, so I hope you all enjoy. And this is the song, I Swear to God. Until next time, pinball nerds, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe. Tyler Childers, Pinball. <laughs>